The Sportsy Show. Uh, welcome to the Sportsy Show. I'm your host, Chuck Banner, also known as uh, Pat in most circles. And uh, I am the creator and commissioner of the League of Enthusiasm and the Dynasty League. This is uh, the mock rookie draft uh, 2.0 after a bunch of trades that we will now bring you up to date on everything that's happened in the the Dynasty League. Uh, my guest with me this episode is uh, Al, the Never Nudes owner. Hello. <clears throat> so how many different trades went down? All right, so I traded with you for Sam Darnold. I traded my entire 2021 draft class, first, second, and third. I traded 2-1. I traded... 2-10. 2-10. And Teddy Bridgewater. And Theodore Bridgewater, the first. Um, How do you feel about that trade? I uh, felt better before Adam Gase was the GM. Yeah, I feel like I pulled the trigger on that one at an ideal time, like because I always I like I, I still I, feel good about it because like, what are they gonna do? Are they gonna trade fucking Love Bell now? No, I don't think they're gonna trade him. Like, obviously, there's got to be a sour taste in his mouth, but like, I think Darnold's very talented, and he's even after all these rookies, I'm pretty sure the youngest starting quarterback in the league. Um, the so, way I'm looking at it is. I'm banking on the potential and the talent and the age and the money, and he's my young swing in the dark. I just thought it was interesting how much you gave up for him, considering what you ended up getting in a trade shortly after that for someone who I believe you had ranked higher in our quarterback rankings. Yeah, I did, but that was mostly for this year. Next year is a complete and utter... So that's how you're. That's how you're basing your rankings then, because I was doing more of. It was mostly taking in consideration this year because you still have to take into consideration this year because if you're not considering winning a championship, if you're always looking down the road, you're never winning titles. Well, I was the way I was viewing my rankings for that was more so. How how what's the impact they can do this year? as well as years two, three, four, you know, and beyond that, given age and uh, mostly contract at this point. Because um, there's a couple of the high-priced guys that are doable to keep now, but a couple more years and they might get a little little too pricey to hold on to. Um, so that's kind of how I'd... The only thing I don't like about the trade was a total hindsight thing. To where it's like, well, if I could have just gone in the past and done things differently, I would have yeah. just taken Darnold at six instead of then trading that pick plus a guy I actually like for an additional quarterback and other picks that I turned into tradable pieces to acquire Sam Darnold. Yeah. But if you were going to do the hindsight thing, you would have taken Lamar Jackson over Darnold, though, right? Yeah, probably. Oh, okay. In which case, I still don't think you're giving me a Lamar Jackson. Oh, no. 
even if, like he'd have to be so bad for him not to be on my team. It's just one of those like I I want to root for him, and I I obviously think he's gonna be good. So then you turn around or fantasy wise. You be good. you traded two ten to Jake for twenty twenty second. Yeah, I was just thinking I don't I have too many picks this year if I can get, you know, it's the last pick of the second round. So worst case scenario you get 210 next year yeah, in and what's supposed supposed to be a deeper draft. Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily deeper, but everything that I've heard is it's supposed to be a better draft. So if that's, you know, there's 25 really good players or it's just the top 5's better and the death might not be there, but at least for Jake, you know, I told him, like, the appeal is you're going to know, you know, who's available now. So as long as there's 20 guys that you like that, you know, you're guaranteed at least one of them. So I don't know if we did this trade prior to the last podcast or not, but Tom and I made a trade um, where uh, I traded. <clears throat> oh, well, I guess we'll do the trade where I got that draft pick first. Well, th- I, I traded Jameis Winston to Sean for one six. Uh, I also gave up two six, and he also gave up uh, a twenty twenty one third round pick. I then traded that third round pick to Tom for three two this year. Uh, the the one with Tom, I feel like, is just. Trading a future pick. That yeah, you just wanted to get back into the draft. That's giving me a pick this year, and what if I hold on to it? Maybe I get three one in two years with Sean's pick. Yeah, I'll take the. And time doesn't seem like one to use roster spots on. You know, late round shot. You know, shot in the dark players, anyways. So. No, yeah. Um, I agree with that statement. And I don't think there was any other trades. Like I said, my the app on my phone screwed up, so it cut off the last I don't think there was like, any trades. 3 days or something of transactions. I don't I don't think there was any other trades. I did uh cut Antonio Callaway and Tom cut Adam Humphries after he's been trying to trade him to me all off season. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm surprised he he cut Humphreys. Not necessarily that he's going to for sure keep him this year, but, you know, for five bucks, shot in the dark. Like, there's a chance he can have a solid role in, uh, you know, for Tennessee now. So, you know, what's to say he's their, their white slot guy that, you know, because it's all New England background shit for the coaching staff. So I would imagine, uh, you know, there's a good chance he can carve a role out there. But they do have Corey Davis, and they just use a second-round pick on A.J. Brown. So who really knows the pecking order for that? Who really knows who's going to be their quarterback in a year? Yeah. What, do I need to be louder? I, yeah, I think you're trailing off there. Um, I don't know. What I, about I, I, would still, I would still back up Mariota. If not, they had, that's why they traded for Tannehill. There's at least someone with starting experience there. So, um. You know, not to say that Tannehill can't beat him out in training camp or whatever, but I I wouldn't imagine that happening. Oh, that's, I actually that's what I anticipate to happen. 
that's kind of why I'm expe- like I was surprised when Mark cut uh, Tannehill. That there's really no need to cut him Should this it. early in the process <coughs> because he could very well. He was win what ten job. bucks or something, five bucks maybe. Yeah, something like that. So that's I don't know worth holding on until later on. So, but I don't know. It's whatever. But with all the trades, it did uh, affect the the draft order since the the last mock draft that we did. Oh yeah, so. Uh, I guess we'll just get right into the mock draft. Um, at number one, we definitely still have Rob taking uh, Josh Jacobs running back, Oakland. Nothing's really changed here. If anything, no. I think it's just been solidified. Yeah, I think that it's the him. fact that it's a running back who is you know projected top 15 running back in a in a regular redraft league like obviously set up for uh success this year and you know he was the first running back drafted in the nfl draft so he's obviously sought as a talented player so i think it makes sense uh number two I have you taking Dwayne Haskins, especially since last time you were talking about how you want to take Dwayne Haskins and you like him more than <laughs> Kyler Murray. Yeah, it's the so last time I had myself taking the Keel Harry, but a lot of that had it was in due to the part that I had four quarterbacks and since then I've traded Sam Darnold. So I'm, And we weren't really including trades. And this I don't necessarily say we don't have to not include trades. Or we can include trades, just so there's not a bunch of double negatives out there. Yeah, I don't. You know, if if there's a projected trade, I'm I wouldn't be opposed to to factoring that in. But um, no, I just think with Haskins, he's I don't know my second rated player. Obviously, it's the second guy out there. So, or you know, it's for the second pick. So, I just think that if you compare his physical abilities to Andy Dalton, Kirk Cousins, and Alex Smith, he's, you know, far and away the strongest arm. You know, Alex Smith's probably more athletic and can move around a little bit better, but, like, just arm talent-wise, he's, I think, in a whole tier above that group. And um, Jay Gruden made all of them in a pretty much top-10 fantasy quarterback, so... If you can do it with that, you know, the weapons aren't spectacular right now, but they did draft two guys that I think can do pretty good, and um, I don't know. I I think it's just talent on top of coaching is, you know, my biggest appeal to it, so. Yeah, number three, uh, we have Rob sticking in with that, not getting overwhelmed by the trade market, and selecting Kyler Murray. Yeah, I I agree with it. I believe that's what I had him taking last time, and I don't think it changes anything. But um, yeah, I know Rob's got some. There was some chatter about trading it, but I don't think that uh, there's going to be enough out there to make it worth moving off the pick. Like it'd have to be a, a big overpay because you have to factor, and he already has one eight from uh the <clears throat> him trading Antonio Brown to me last year during the season. So like, even if it was moving down in the draft. You know, I think that there's a, a a clear drop after the third pick with Murray um, to four. And then after that, the next tier is 
probably a drop from six or seven, you know, depending. But that's at this point as well. So who knows how everyone looks in training camp. So at four, I actually have this being the first spot where someone tries to trade up to select one of these quarterbacks because now you cannot take a quarterback. And there are still two quarterbacks I think people want to draft on the board. I don't know who would be trying to trade up. Maybe me. Maybe I don't think Mark would because I think he'd probably take his. Yeah, Mark's the the pick after. But it's to me if he clearly likes one of the two quarterbacks, you know, more than the other one, I can see him giving up something to move up the one spot. Because otherwise, I would imagine either you or Ryan with the same deal. Like if there's, you know, if you value one of the quarterbacks a lot more than the other one that's left, that it could be worth giving up, you know, future picks or, you know, young player or something uh, to move up a couple spots. I'm not overpaying to move up two spots. Yeah. Well, you know, this is under the mindset that maybe Ryan you really wanted it. a quarterback too because maybe you, Jake moves, maybe Jake tries to move up. Yeah, nine. I think Jake could be a possibility because um, otherwise it's, you know, if if you're a person looking for to get another quarterback in this draft, you know, there's a chance if someone moves into my spot, takes one, I would have to assume Mark's going to take one given how he set himself up. But, you know, that's just my thinking for everything. But if Jake really likes Drew Locke or Daniel Jones here, I could see him. Like, if you don't want to trade back to nine and you're cool just taking, like, a 2021st, I could see him doing that, but I could see him also moving back from nine and offering, like, he doesn't have a 2022nd anymore, but, like, a 2021 second or something. Yeah, I just got, that was part, you know, where he got 210, but, um, so he doesn't have that, that second round pick next year i don't know if it were to be just to go from four to nine what it would be but you know it's a possibility it's still a good range for what i'm targeting so depending on what it is we'll see we'll see what if, happens if you stay put i have you selecting Nikhil harry wide receiver new england it's possible i would at this point it's really pick your poison on who you think is the number one i was watching more of Nikhil harry and he was really good. Um, I would go with Miles Sanders because I just think um, he, there's a better chance of him. Hey. Um, I just think there's a better chance Miles Sanders pans out. And I would say a running back's upside is greater than a wide receiver's upside. So there's a better chance he'd just be worth more, and I think a better likelihood that he's worth more. So to be able to take him, hold on to him for however long, you know, his value goes up. If I can flip him for a player of need, who, which is most likely a wide receiver, here? Miles Sanders. I I understand the the concept in that, but I also just think why not take what you need. Especially if there's a guy that could be a slam dunk. Yeah, I I would have to be more confident in Nikhil Harry to be taking him there. Um, I'm just thinking that 
you know, out of all these receivers, there's going to be a couple that are going to be really good. I have no idea who they're going to be at this point. And but if you're trying to I win think, now, which it seems like you could be trying to win now with the oh yeah, I'm going to be I'm going to be trying to win. Why not? Go I, I feel for, like I've set my team up to where I'm going to be able to to attempt to win. You know, the current season for the next like three years. Yeah, I would I would put you in a definite playoff window at least for the next three years. Yeah, I just think that. I don't need to get a number two wide receiver right now. Obviously, I would prefer to get a wide receiver two right now, but it's not necessarily until the second half of the season and the playoffs that I'm really going to need them. And I believe by that point, getting Miles Sanders as my sixth running back, if I you know I can easily just practice squad him, save the nineteen dollars that it's going to cost me, and. Uh, you know, by the time what week seven when I can pull him off the practice squad, you know I can use him then. Or if his he pans out as well as I think he's gonna be, I think I can get a, you know not a top five receiver, but a top ten guy, someone in you know the back half of that. Because I think that there's a good chance that Miles Sanders is you know right in that same range where it's you know the eight to twelve running back range and. <clears throat> At that point, running backs are scoring more than the you know the receivers at the the same position. So, I think I'd be able to get a receiver for him at that point. Then. All right. So Mark at five. Uh, I have him taking Daniel Jones. I also have that. It just I guess it all depends on whether or not he likes Daniel Jones over Drew Locke if he's got the option or whether or not he's kinda like, all right, someone traded up to four to take Drew Locke or Andrew or Daniel Jones. I get whoever's left. Yeah, it's I think he's gonna take a quarterback. I would also imagine of the ten teams in the league, six or seven of them are gonna value Daniel Jones over Drew Locke. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if anyone likes Lack over Jones, but I would just have to assume at this point that um, Jones would be valued more across the league. So, you know, that's why I gave Mark him. So, All right, so at six, I have me originally taking Miles Sanders, but Given if Miles Sanders is off the board and Nikhil Harry is still there, I'm still going to uh, draft David Montgomery. Really? Running back, Chicago Bears. That's interesting. I had you taking Drew Locke. Um, like you, I I think I'm further behind, but I think I have... Uh, opportunity with having a potentially top five quarterback in uh matt ryan i have a potentially top five or a legitimate top five wide receiver in antonio brown a guy who (laughs) could be the number one wide receiver and no one would blink an eye uh I also have the quarterback throwing to Antonio Brown, who I think has been set up for success uh, with there being absolutely no threat of uh, competition for him at his position in Derek Carr. I also traded for Sam Darnold. 
Um, I, I think I'm weakest at running back, and this just uh, gives me depth. I think looking at your team, you have a better – you have more players that um, I wouldn't be surprised were top five or top ten of their position at running back compared to receiver. I just think you have a lot more depth at your wide receiver. Like, I like your wide receivers, like, four and five more than your running backs, like, three and four. So, I would say you should be good starter-wise at your two running back spots with Carrion and Geis. Um, yeah, this just this, it's just uh, this a improves of, my flex. Option. Yeah, it's it would be – he'd be a, you know – improve your flex spot and then you definitely need to get more depth at running back well whether yeah, that's, that's whether that's why handcuffing think, your guys that you i think this is or, the best pick because it's the it's the last of the tier of running backs of t- the top three running back tier uh i think i would be taking the leftovers of the second tier of quarterback so I'd rather take the last of the top tier of running back or have my decision. So this receiver. isn't necessarily that you're like a big Montgomery fan. It's more after him, there's going to be a substantial I think drop the, off. I think it's the best player available situation. Okay. Because like I was high on him last time and I'm still high on him now. Um, there's going to be some bias because I'm a Bears fan or whatever, but like he's well, set the, up. The my, Mine was mostly out, like – because, like, on my board, I've got the option of Miles Sanders or David Montgomery. And yeah. I took Miles Sanders because I am not a Chicago fan. Yeah. And I would rather the non-Chicago running back succeed more. So I took Miles Sanders. Yeah, I just see it as Howard. But I think they're pretty much uh, comparable in skills. I mean, like, they have different skill sets, but I think they're both. They got a chance to to have players. a substantial workload. It's just I just think Jordan Howard was such a bad fit in the offense, and he still scored 160 points. That all the biggest worry is going to have to be how much is Mike Davis, um, you know, kind of chip into into the uh, in the mix there. So I think as long as Montgomery's on the field more than 50 percent of the snaps. Um, which I want to say Howard was around like mid sixties or something, maybe low sixties. So um, I don't know. I think he's good. I'm kind of surprised you would go that route, but it makes sense um, if you're going to try to win now. So I think of all the players available, he has the the best chance of succeeding this season. But um, I don't know with that, and the next pick was Ryan because I had you taking Drew Lock. I figured you're gonna want to get uh, fourth quarterback now to go. Uh, you can just practice squad or whatever. Um, I feel pretty confident in the quarterbacks I have uh, going three deep. If I feel the need to go four deep, I feel like uh, Joe Flacco, Eli Manning, or even like a Tannehill are gonna be. Easily yeah. obtainable $5 guys. So if that were the case with the next pick with Ryan, I had him taking David Montgomery. He didn't need him. He already has um, Kamara, Melvin Gordon, and uh, he just traded for Delvin Cook this offseason. So 
he's obviously not drafting a running back to start, but it. I think you're going to need four or five good ones to, uh, I guess, be competitive. You know, that's four chances at a top five guy, top ten guy, like a difference maker. So, because he doesn't necessarily need receivers either. He's got Odell and Mike Evans, uh, Allen Robinson. I think he's got a couple other, you know, solid depth pieces. So, it's not like there's a huge need at receiver either. Um, so, I just thought Montgomery was the best player. But in this scenario where you're taking the pick before, I would give him Drew Locke then. Yeah, I have him taking Drew Locke at uh, number seven. Uh, I think he's going to have a need at quarterback because I think he's going to go into the season with just um, just Roethlisberger, try to free up as much cap space as possible so he has, one, room to sign his free agents that he doesn't well, he's got, practice his, squad. Who's his other one, Stafford? Yeah, but he's $51. He could probably get Stafford at 25 or 30 I don't know. I would imagine he's just going to hold on to him unless he's, you know, because – as, where he's at now, I think he has to cut luck just to get under cap for his current team. Well, if he goes after Joe Flacco, picks. he could end up trying to sign. I mean, if he goes for uh, Locke, he could go after Flacco. It's yeah. kind of like I expect Mark to go after Manning if he goes after Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. It yeah. just it makes sense. It, it It makes more sense to me than practice squatting Mason Rudolph. Yeah, I I would imagine he um yeah, that that's how that would happen. But with Brian um cuz he could potentially have to practice squad Josh Rosen if Josh Rosen doesn't win the job or he could go after Fitzpatrick down there. I wouldn't be very surprised if Fitzpatrick won the starting job, but I would for sure guess that Rosen's the starter week one. So I don't know, but with Ryan, he uh, I think he's going to have to cut luck just to, to get under cap. Um, so he's going to be down to Stafford and Roethlisberger. I don't think saving the $50, like, Stafford's going to be going around 50 bucks anyways. Like I don't think he'll go that much. I don't think there's going to be well, that much money available in free agency to where he's going to need to go that much. Well, I'm just factoring it on uh, what Breeze and Ryan were both right around 60 bucks. I'm I'm expecting free agency to be different every single year. It but always, if you think about it, I'm uh, I understand your what you're saying, but I'm well, no. also looking at every team and I'm deciding what are they going to cut to put money in their pocket. A lot of people. Well, Zach aren't had going money. If you look at people. last year, Tom had a bunch of money. I know Zach had a bunch of money, and he had a, a quarter a quarterback spot to fill. There are now two teams that have a bunch of money. Who do you think else is going to have a bunch of money? Sean, Tom, and then if Ryan's cutting Stafford, he's going to have some money, but way less than everybody else. Yeah. So who do you think is going to have? Who do you think is going to have the most amount of money but outside even, of Sean and Tom? But even with Sean, that's a shit ton of money. Well, who do you think is going to have the most money outside of those two? Well, I have no idea. I have to. Like, I know Jake's not, I'm not. Rob's going to have a decent amount of money. Like, he can still free up some more, Um, you know, if he trades some picks or practice so, squads. Whoever. So, Rob is probably going to be the one with the most amount of money because I doubt Mark's going to have a ton of money. I doubt 
Trey's gonna have a ton of money considering he signed. Oh, Trey! Julio. I don't. I don't imagine Trey's gonna have pretty much any money left. I think he's gonna be cutting it right at the three hundred dollars spot. I'll have some money, but not a lot. But, Ryan could but have think some money, but not a lot. Sean has one quarterback now. Well, yeah, I understand that. But if he's gonna be trying to put money at, he's gonna obviously try to spend money at some of the other quarterbacks that are gonna hit the market. Or the quarterbacks that are already on the market. I expect Aaron Rodgers to be had for fifty plus dollars. Um, I guess he was the free agents. Yeah, so it's the, I expect Foles to go for probably forty dollars or more. Well think of right now Rodgers is gonna go for a bunch because it's down between him and Sean. So Luck's going to be out there, too. And so if Luck enters the the fray, and then if Stafford enters, and we don't know what Zach's going to do, Zach could free up some money and put out both of his quarterbacks out there and yeah. just keep. I think the fact that Zach's got Josh Allen, he, he can afford to, to cut and both. Yeah, he could and, try to go younger. And roll the dice. And, and just throw all of his money at Andrew Luck and then pick up somebody else. Yeah. There's, you know, I still think there's a chance he drafts a quarterback too in the in this draft. So, I don't know, but we would both say in this scenario, Drew Locke's gonna Zach? go seven. You think Zach drafts a quarterback? It's all on if Stidham looks decent. If he looks decent and he's gonna get drafted, he can take him at two four. He can take him at two two if you think Rob's gonna take him and stash him as his fourth guy. All right, so I guess we're moving on to eight. Yeah. Uh, Rob, I have selecting TJ Hawkinson after looking at his lineup. I think uh, being that this is a tight end premium league with half point reception, and he has O.J. Howard and Jesse James. I think it makes sense for him to take T.J. Hawkinson here as he's like highly touted as the next uh, Gronk. Uh, the Lions may or may not use him like that early on, in which case he'll have O.J. Howard to lean on. But since this is deep at wide receiver and he's got more picks uh, i think he can take the stab in the dark here at eight on tj hawkinson i uh <clears throat> i think he should also be investing something in his tight ends uh i don't know about the i wouldn't do it this high but when i talked to him before he still sounded high on oj howard um i think it wouldn't hurt for him to get a second guy just you know have you know two shots at having a good tight end I had him taking the first wide receiver and taking Nikhil Harry, who, I don't know. I wouldn't rule out me taking at four. Like I think he's going to end up being the first receiver taken. Um, he's in a good spot in New England, even though they haven't had don't success drafting people. Um, you know, they haven't drafted receivers well, and they haven't taken one in the first round since, what, 96 with Terry Glenn. So, um, but I think, personally... Uh, they're shifting to the Josh McDaniels era. And I was making some connections before with 
if you think of the two years uh, he was in Denver and when he drafted, he had four first round picks. He used three of them on offense. The first year he took Noshan, uh, you know, like an all around running back who can kind of do everything. And I think that they did that last year with Sony Michelle, who, you know, proved to be a workhorse uh, in the playoffs. And uh, then they took the next year, uh, Demarius Thomas, you know, a big physical receiver who does a lot after the catch. Um, I think Nikhil Harry's just like that. They signed Demarius Thomas this offseason, even though he tore his Achilles for the second time in, what, December or something, like late in the season. So I couldn't imagine he's going to be ready for training camp or even, like, to contribute anything. But I think that they brought him in solely to uh, kind of mentor the receivers. And, you know, it's someone who knows the playbook and what's being asked of him and everything. So mentally it's an easy transition for him, and he'll be able to help younger players. So I think that's why they brought him to Paris. So um, that's why I had – and I think Rob's got, you know, his team similar to mine where his biggest need is – mostly a wide receiver as far as starting position wise. Cause he already has two, you know, really good quarterbacks. He has, you know, three good running backs. So that's pretty much set. And he just cut AJ green. So he's going to need help at wide receiver. Yeah. I figure he's got two other picks in this draft. He can take, um, wide receivers after Nikhil Harry. I kind of feel like there's, uh, at least in like, I guess the fantasy community, like a drop off on who is a consensus number one wide receiver after Nikhil Harry. Yeah. It's just kind of like a bunch of dudes. Well, I just think in comparison to taking Hawkinson this early, like, cause he has the 13th pick. So it's just whether or not he's going to last that long. And I don't think he would. So but I think that for fantasy football wise that you can make a case Noah Fant's more valuable than Hawkinson. I think Hawkinson's gonna go before him for sure. Um but if Noah Fant ended up scoring more points, I don't think anyone would necessarily be surprised. In so, what, year one? <laughs> because in, in any of the year. You know, year one, year you know, down the road. Um just because he's more uh, Jared Cook than Gronk, like He's going to be relied upon more on his pass catching ability, so he's essentially just a giant wide receiver out there. Not saying that he can't do the other things as far as blocking with you know as a tight end, but I think that as well as going to Joe Flacco, uh, you know who stares on his tight ends all the time. So, um, you know, to me, it's you know I would have to think waiting five more picks that you'd be able to get at least one of those two if you go to kill Harry. Um, but I understand your reasoning for, you know, taking a tight end because I think he does need to to invest a little bit more into that position. Uh, number nine, uh, Jake. Uh, initially, I have him as a guy that I think would trade up to get his quarterback earlier. But yeah. uh, if he stays here at nine, I have him taking – if everything goes according to the way I had it laid out, I have him taking David Montgomery. Yeah, I had. Uh, but if David Montgomery is. Well, no, didn't you? You took. Uh, you changed yours and you took Montgomery. Well, that was only because you had said you had taken Sanders at four. Oh, so you're saying to kill Harry's gone. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because I, I had you taking to kill Harry four and then quarterback, me taking Sanders, quarterback, and then Rob with Hawkinson, and then that leaves running back David Montgomery available for Jake to take. Yeah, I think with uh, your layout, 
um, Montgomery's just going to be the pick pretty much where he was taken in all versions of these mock drafts so far. It's He's just kind of too good, you know, best player available, even though I don't think he really needs him because he's got no, uh, yeah, I don't think he needs Gurley, it either. Gurley Mixon and what, Aaron Jones? If, so. if he doesn't trade up, this might be a good spot for him to trade back. Yeah, I I think if this is the way it went down, he should just take Montgomery and hold on to him, use him as a flex if needed. And then, uh, you know, if he is looking to upgrade one of his quarterback spots, he can use him as a main, you know. You know, there's a... A bartering as a, tool. Yeah, as a, as a main part of a deal because I think... There's a chance Montgomery outperforms his draft position at nine and will be worth more than what the ninth pick is worth. Yeah, and if uh, if Montgomery is gone, like in your scenario, and in your scenario Harry goes to Rob, then I have Jake taking Hawkinson at nine. Yeah, I had uh, I had him taking Hawkinson. Um, I think he has four tight ends right now because he has. Uh, Greg Olson in the IR. He's got Shaheen, Burton, and Jordan Reed, I want to say. So I assume he's going to cut the majority of them, maybe keep Burton, Reed, Burton, but Burton costs a lot. So maybe yeah, he'll keep Burton's Reed. expensive. Um, you know, th- with this pick, though, it's going to be $16 for a tight end as a rookie. So that's a little bit on the pricey side. Yeah. But I think Hackinson is going to be really good. Um, who should be worth it. It still might be a little bit on the rich side, but, um, you know, if he cuts, I would assume Shaheen, uh, Greg Olson, I thought he retired or was going to, or, you know, he's only going to have one more year. So I don't know if he sat with, uh, either hold on to Reed or Burton and then draft Hawkinson, you know, that's a reasonable scenario to happen. So, But uh, so next pick is uh, Sean at one ten. I had him taking a wide receiver, so this is essentially whoever he thinks is the best wide receiver available. Yeah, I and also have him taking a wide receiver. So um, to I guess determine who it was, I just picked up or you know looked up whatever random dynasty rookie rankings, and uh, AJ Brown was the the second highest wide receiver. Uh, on their list, Nikhil Harry's gone in this scenario, so I had him taking AJ Brown. Yeah, I'm taking Debo Samuel. <clears throat> yeah, no, I can see. You know, pretty much, Nikhil Harry's solidify himself as the number one receiver, and after that, this is I also think the next six or seven can be in essentially any order, and I don't think anyone would really bat an eye. This is also a spot where I see Sean looking to potentially trade back. Like if someone loves oh, to somebody move, to move back in the draft, yeah. Like if you if you really like somebody, or if Zach likes somebody, Rob, Mark, like anybody who's got a pick real close right here, I could maybe see... even as far back as me. Like if I love somebody, him trading back and like picking up like uh, like another. I don't know. I, I don't know what. Well, I don't like. I don't have the draft capital. To probably pull yeah, a trade like that I think off, but someone else in the scenario that well you're laying do. out, um, the one that makes the most sense just looking at this right now, because the next picks go it's probably Zach, me, Zach, Rob, Zach, Mark, and then Sean again. 
So it would have to be within the next five picks. I think the most likely or the one that makes the most sense to me is for Mark to move up. He's got a whole bunch of future picks. So I think he can throw, you know, either two future thirds or a future second that he thinks might end up being pretty low or something to go from two five to one ten. And I would assume if he's doing that, it would be to get uh, Michael Hardman and kind of just handcuff Tyree Kill with this whole legal situation and if he's that's, ever going to play again. That's probably what I would do, too, if I was uh, Mark. But, yeah, I have, him take, I have t- Sean taking Debo Samuel if he just stays there. Yeah, I had A.J. Brown. It's, you know, like I said, whatever receiver it is, so... But uh, start of the second round is uh, I pick again. If the way mine went out, I would be taking a wide receiver most likely. Um, I would consider possibly Noah Fant at wide receiver but or at tight end. But um, in this scenario, I would just take a complete home run swing and go Miko Hardman. Um, you know, obviously a lot's riding on. The availability of uh, Tyree Kill, but uh, I don't know. The role that he would potentially be playing is laid out pretty nicely. Um, it ended up being the number one wide receiver last year. So it's just a matter of uh, talent and skill-wise, uh, how close is he to Tyree Kill? Like, with the speed and, you know, the, the explosiveness, they obviously seem to be similar. But um, who knows if he's a good receiver? if he can run routes or catch the ball and get open and all that shit. So, cause, um, you know, Tyree kills a piece of shit and all, but he's a fucking talented ass football player. Oh yeah. Most definitely. Like he's, he was what five ten, but he just seemed built like a running back. Like he's thick as shit and he's probably the fastest player in the league. So it's a pretty crazy combination. He was like more Percy Harvin than Devin Hester. Cause Hester was always skinny He's probably just as fast and explosive and, you know, agile. But, like, Percy Harvin was fucking thick, too. Like, he can break tackles and shit as well as, you know, run by people and juke past them and shit, so. Uh, I also have you taking a wide receiver. I have you taking J.J. Arcega or Whiteside. Uh, just basically, who do you think is the best? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I like him. He's going. my, like, third highest rated guy at the moment, so. I think he would be good long term. I don't know about year one. Um, yeah, year one, I think he's a project, but yeah. I think he's more of like I wouldn't be opposed to taking him at some point. He's more of like, but he's a practice for me. Guy. Like, uh, what is he gonna be like by the time the end of the practice squad rolls around? Oh, you're saying like year four? Yeah. Like, oh his, yeah, if that's the case. But then you also have to at that point. Well, it's a lot of these guys at this point. Like, what are you what are you doing with a lot of these guys at this point? Like, um, a lot of these wide receivers are guys that are gonna have a chance. Maybe so. You're saying he's, but but he, I think, has the best, um, like long side view. Well, by year four, he's gonna be twenty one bucks. So you're kind of betting he's a top. 20 like he's a, a starting wide receiver for fantasy so yeah. i would i would say that's fair like um i don't know I, well I, I i think he could do that as soon as next year yeah it's for him i think it's a matter of once alshon goes um 
that opens up his role as uh, the big outside receiver. Because um, I think that they're very similar as far as uh, they're really strong at the you know point of attack and stuff, going up for the ball. They got strong hands. Uh, you know, use their body to box out and all that. So, um, you know, it should be good in the red zone. But like I said, I would just go complete home run swing. And you know, if, if Miko Hardman's eighty percent of what Tyreek Hill was, that's top five receiver. So. Oh yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I'll take your 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 say on what you do at your pick than what I think you do at your yeah. Pick. <laughs> but this is also, you know, I guess Hardman's the easiest to speculate what role they're going to be doing, because um, like Debo Samuel would be good, especially because uh, you know I plan on keeping Dante Pettis at this point. So to just you know, double down on San Francisco's wide receiver because the, you know, Shanahan guy, uh, their number one's usually very successful in that offense. Um, or the same if AJ Brown were to be available, I already have Corey Davis who I have on the practice squad right now. Um, so it's just same concept, you know, two receiver, the, the two best receivers on a team, hopefully one of them is, good is really good. Yeah. And you know, the other one turns into whatever. So, uh, so at uh one two, uh Zach, I have taking two, two. uh or yeah two two. I have him taking tight end Noah Fant. Yeah, I also did. Um, he has another pick and two picks. Uh, but Rob's in between, and in my scenario, I had Rob taking to kill Harry at eight. Uh, so in this, he would still be looking for a tight end. So if you're gonna take a tight end with one of these two picks, might as well take that now because um you know unless he thinks there's only one receiver that he likes that's left or one running back or whatever else like i just think the drop off from noah fant to uh the next guy irv smith is is way too substantial to uh to risk it so i would agree two two would be noah fant at two three i have rob selecting uh wide receiver aj brown yeah I had Debo Samuel. Like I said, I just kind of went down the list. Um, I think he's going to end up taking a receiver because we were talking about his need at receiver. So with how many picks he has, you know, after he locks up uh, Jacobs and Murray early on, to me, if he just takes receivers the rest of the draft, you know, just increase your odds of uh, hitting on, you know, whoever the stud is out of this year so. Uh, at uh two four Zach, I have him taking running back Devin Singletary, Buffalo. I also have that. Um, I think he's definitely a step down from uh Montgomery and uh, yeah Miles Sanders. I think he is the top of the next tier. I think he's in a tier of his own because he's. Well, I, the, I would put him in the tier same tier as Justice Hill. I think that Singletary, well, for one, he was drafted like a full round sooner in the NFL draft. So they like him that and much like to a point. Daryl Henderson and. Yeah, uh, Henderson was drafted above him, I believe. But uh, he was a, the pick after the Bears t- took Montgomery. And I want to say he was the fifth running back drafted. So they have to like him so much. And given what's ahead of him. Even if he's not the starter week one, I would have to imagine by the second half of the year he's going to take over because it's Sean McCoy and Frank Gore. And granted, 
Gore's for sure Hall of Famer. McCoy, maybe, probably, I don't know. They're good as hell, but they're so old that I couldn't imagine they're going to be around much longer. I see one of them being either released or traded. Yeah, I would have to... If I think it's going to be if someone goes down in training camp or something like that or during the preseason, they'll trade one of them to that team. Well, yeah, if if one of the veterans is traded or cut, um, it's definitely going to make things easier for Singletary. I think if McCoy's the one that goes, that Singletary can jump into the late first round. TJ Yeldon is still signed. Or like He got signed to Buffalo, too, so... So you're saying it's even easier for him then? Or? Well, I think T.J. Eldon could also carve out the number one role in this offense. But oh, I would be very surprised if T.J. Eldon's the the lead guy. I can I wouldn't be surprised if he's you know plays he, twenty thirty percent. He snaps, could also so be the guy that gets cut. I mean, I could see Yeldon if he's around. I think the guy who who in Buffalo, who has the least chance of being cut is Devin Singletary. Yeah, and yeah. So I think he's a lock a, to make their I'm team. If I'm going to have a Buffalo running back, he's the guy I want unless I can get McCoy for, like, $5. I would imagine that McCoy's making the most out of all of them, so that they're most likely just going to cut him unless they can trade him for something. Then, if that's the case, I think the most all-around – usage would be Devin Singletary in the offense with Frank Gore doing some work in short yardage goal line, maybe running out the clock. And then I can see Yeldon being, you know, the third down, you know, the passing guy, because as a veteran, I would have to assume he's going to be better in pass protection and he can catch the ball better than Frank Gore. All right. And, uh, the last pick of the first half of the draft two five, Mark, I have him selecting wide receiver Markel Hardman, Kansas City. Yeah, I have him taking a wide receiver. Next best available is uh, J.J. Arcega, Whiteside. Um, so it's basically the same thing. That's just one and five or flip between yours and mine. So um, if Hardman's available for him, I think he for sure should take him. He picks again in two picks, but you know to be able to lock up the number one fantasy wide receiver, you know, the essential handcuff form would make sense. So, All right, and then at uh, 2-6, Sean, I have him selecting quarterback, Jarrett Stidham, New England. I uh, changed the, the pick three times because I forgot who was actually available. First, I gave him Andy Isabella because he was the next best available, and then I forgot Marquise Brown was still there, so I gave him that. And then I remembered that Jared Sidham was available, and the fact that he only has one quarterback, I think it makes sense for him to just take a stab, throw in the practice squad for a year, and, you know, if it pans out, it's it's just as good as a pick as Josh Allen was last year, and that was Oh, yeah, because it's a $10 pick, pick, and so I figured if – Anybody is going to take a quarterback that's left. Why not it be Sean who needs quarterbacks? That's at least one guy he can put in the room with Jameis Winston, and he can practice squad him so he doesn't have to pay him anything. You know, there's a chance, you know, maybe Mark takes him the pick before, or if Sean doesn't, he takes him the pick after. Because 
not saying that Mark couldn't make the playoffs and you know contend for a title this year, but he seems like he is setting himself up more long term approach with the trades that he's done and uh, how many future picks he has. Um, I believe he has the most at this point with twelve or thirteen. But um, yeah, I think Stidham's worth the risk at you know the first pick of the second half of the draft. So. All right, at 2-7, Mark, I have him taking a wide receiver, Hakeem Butler, Arizona. Yeah, I had him taking a wide receiver uh, just because I think that's the best group and the best available on the list I was looking at was Marquise Brown. So, um, you know, we talked about it last time. Uh, I think talent-wise, he would probably be the first wide receiver drafted, but uh, which he was in the NFL draft. But the fact that he's going to a run-heavy offense with uh, – Quarterback with shaky accuracy with Lamar Jackson uh, moves him down quite a bit on, you know, fantasy lists. So, but at 2-7, I think it's worth the risk, so. Uh, 2-8, Al, you, I have you selecting wide receiver DK Metcalf, Seattle. Yep. Said it last time. I doubt he's going to be actually good. But he's if, a home run swing. But, he's got uh, a great quarterback throwing to him. Yeah. With, even if all he can do is run deep, maybe he'll the, catch the way this If he is, can beat Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson, then you get yeah, a, a fucking a good giant pick. version of Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, he. I think if he's going to be guys, good, especially, especially if he's good year one, it's going to be, I guess, right starting him that week because he caught three catches for you know 110 yards and a touchdown. You know, he breaks off a couple big plays. And with the way I had this mock going, um, I have Hardman and DK Metcalf, two home run swings. If I connect on one, I'll be set for a while. So, At 2-9, uh, me, I have myself um, trying to trade back with Jake. Just one spot? Just one spot so I can uh, pick up something so he can get the guy he wants and I get one spot. Well, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'll get 3-9 or something. Yeah, it's possible. I think it would. he would have to need a very specific thing for, for that, for you to get something to move down. But. Well, I have myself selecting Daryl Henderson. Oh, for if you so you're saying if you stick around, then you would take him. Yeah, because he's the next um, best one at running back available. Yeah, if you ended up taking him, I could see him saying, "I'll give you two ten and three nine. Um, which I'm assuming you don't have that big of a difference between Henderson and whoever you would take. Well, and that's why I'm just like, all right, well, like I'd rather have two ten and three nine than Henderson. But I will take Henderson because he's the next best guy. Yeah, I had and you, it just improves my depth. If I had you taking a wide receiver, Gurley, then yeah. Which I read something the other day that I guess uh, since McVeigh took over a couple of years ago, uh, that he's been trying to find the Daryl Henderson type, the change of pace, shifty speed guy type thing. So maybe. Uh, it's kind of the Reggie Bush, Sproles, Kamara role in their offense. Well, shit, if I can get Alvin Kamara right here. Well, yeah. Then... Obviously, if you can get Alvin Kamara right here, that, that'd be incredible. But I would just um, 
like the the reason that I never took or I guess I had Kamara so low on my list that draft was not only he was the third running back behind Ingram and Adrian Peterson at that point, but when I looked at the fantasy numbers for Sproles and Bush, which was, you know, the role that everyone thought he was going to be going into, that they're good and it helps their team win, but fantasy-wise, it was like I'd be totally cool with starting him as a flex spot, but to get anything more than that would be kind of asking too much. And then obviously I was fucking wrong because he ended up being, what, the second or third running back each of the last couple of years? Yeah. So, like, there's more to that role, and I think he's definitely the the biggest and strongest runner, so he could probably do more physically than those other two guys. Um, but I don't know. It's fucking whatever. Ryan got lucky. All right, at uh, 210, I have Jake selecting Justice Hill running back. Baltimore. Yeah. I think if that's the uh the way things go down um cuz he's got the four receiver still with uh Hopkins he Devontae. Doesn't, he doesn't need a wide receiver. Yeah. Um, he can pick one up in free agency if he really needs a wide receiver. He could possibly go Irv Smith, but I had him taking Hawkinson earlier, uh so I would rule that out. So yeah, Justice Hill would make sense. Um all right, so third round. Because, yeah, there's no other quarterbacks, right? You wouldn't take a risk on. Not right now. Yeah. Uh, 3-1, Rob. I have him taking Marquise Brown. Uh, Marquise Brown was gone in mine, so um, I had him taking tight end Irv Smith. Uh, I think that he should, like I said before, invest more in the tight end position. Um, but. At eight, it's too early. I thought Nikhil Harris way better. And then Noah Fant goes to pick before him at 2-2 two, two when he picked at 2-3. And I think Irv Smith's worth it, especially um, everyone's been, you know, I keep seeing Kyle Rudolph might get traded now, which if that happens, I think Irv Smith would be gone at this point. I think he'd be going, you know, not a lot higher, but closer to the 6-7 range, you know, maybe sneaks into the first half of the of the draft. But um, at this point, I think it, it makes sense for him to take uh, Irv Smith. All right. At 3-2, uh, I have this could be a possible spot where I trade back or I just take Paris Campbell. Mm, yeah. I like Paris Campbell. He can be pretty good. I still think you would take Bryce Love because um, you don't have any more picks at this point, right? Uh, No. Yeah, so if you had more picks, I can see you taking a wide receiver, and if Paris Campbell's the one you like, then yeah, him. But the way your team's set up with your lack of depth at the running back position, I think it makes sense to handcuff. I don't have Bryce Love on my board through 30, so I don't think I have to worry about anybody taking him. And if nobody wants to spend a dollar draft pick on him, my thought is I can get him for a dollar in free agency. I understand the logic. He's but probably the fourth running back on their depth chart with Darius Geis, Adrian Peterson, Chris Thompson, all ahead of him. Yeah. Chris, uh, I would say Chris Thompson's got his own role as the pass catcher guy. But um, if you look at the last 
That's why I would say there's Zach has three, three of Zach has three of the last five picks of the draft. So if he passes on them, I would agree with your logic of he's not going to outbid you. But like, Tom doesn't have any picks in the back. Trey doesn't have any picks in the back. Um, uh, I have one more after you. You know, Zach's Zach's pretty much just eating up the whole back half. You know, Rob doesn't have any picks. I have uh, one running back going in this the rest of this draft. Um, Sean, like, so I I get what you're saying. Where if he goes undrafted, you're gonna get him for a dollar. But I think like in uh two years ago, Chris I Carson. I'd rather take the risk of getting him for a dollar when I could go after one of those other running backs if I wanted to back up Darius Geis. But for the appeal of paying five dollars to Paris Campbell here, when yeah. he could be Tyree Kill in a year or two, but I, I Tyree Kill is thirty-one I see it years as old. How many more wide receivers do you like that are still available? And because a couple of them are probably going to not be. Um, I think every wide receiver I have left on this list, I'd rather have over Bryce Love. I don't know. I just think that there's so many more wide receivers compared to the one guy that can be the handcuff for the running back you already have. He can be the handcuff if AP and Thompson all get hurt. Well, AP's on his last legs. Like, who knows AP how much longer he's got. AP was really good last year when they <laughs> needed him to be a running back. Look at the numbers. Like, no, yeah. He's, like, look it up. He's like, obviously he probably, he's Adrian Peterson. It's I'm just factoring as you're going to be able to get the one guy compared to to me there's you know five or six other receivers and i think it makes more sense to get the good wide receiver here yeah okay um i pick right after you and mine justice hills available and i take them just because i got mark ingram um you know the logic i was just using he's the one guy that can handcuff one of my running backs compared to um, a wide receiver that most likely would help me more. So I don't know. It's, but in mine, Justice Hill is gone. So I uh, have you having a glaring need at wide receiver. I don't think you need to back up your running backs when you have other starting running backs available. Because right now you're thinking about handcuffing a backup running back. Mark Ingram is a backup oh, running back yeah, yeah, on yeah. your team, and you're thinking about handcuffing the backup running back on your team. That just seems like a wasted roster spot when we have such limited roster availability. So I see you picking up a guy that could potentially be a game changer, and you have the quarterback. I have you selecting Terry, uh, Terry McLaurin, McLaurin um, wide receiver, Washington. Yeah, they drafted him. And in the, he also has, uh, like he was just Haskins' college teammate. So. Yeah, and Haskins has been on record saying, like, he wants whoever drafted him to draft one of his wide receivers. Yeah, I want to say he like tweeted him during the like the Redskins during the draft and like, hey, you should fucking snag this guy, and then they ended up taking him with their next pick or something like that. So he obviously he has the you know the a certain level of chemistry with him being his teammate. Uh, I would possibly take Kelvin Harmon over him. I think he's a better receiver. He's just not, not fast. 
So I think for four dollars, either one of those guys is a steal. Yeah, yeah. It's I think it's essentially who you know the the stuff I'm going to be reading over the next couple months. Whoever sounds better is you know obviously who I would take over the other one. At this point, I would probably go Harmon. It seems like the safer pick, which is weird. I don't know. I just think McLaurin might end up being more of he'll help the team a bunch because he'll be able to stretch the field and all that. But I think his role is going to open up what Kelvin Harmon's going to be able to do underneath. Like he'll the the volume wise is um, going to go to Harmon in my opinion, but then the uh the big play and the big games the deshaun jackson games the you know three catches 140 yards and a two touchdowns like i can see mclaurin getting more of those than Harmon. all right at uh three four zach wide receiver andy isabella arizona uh yeah i had him taking a wide receiver but paris camp campbell was available in mine so i had him taking paris campbell um Isabella makes sense. I don't think I actually had Isabella get drafted because I changed it so many times before that I forgot about him. So, um, yeah, I would give him Isabella then. Um, you know, Paris Campbell's going to have Hilton ahead of him still. Uh, Isabella has a chance to take over as the lead guy because they're completely rebuilding that offense. And who know, like Larry Fitzgerald's going to do his thing, you know, probably mostly in the slot. It's going to be. Low volume, I would have to assume, though. And whether it's Butler or Isabella, one of them should hopefully take over a lead guy that can end up being a top 15, top 20 wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, I put some level of thought into this. But at the same time, I didn't put a ton because I'm like, all right, these are really cheap guys. They're flyers. You're taking stabs in the dark at this point. Yeah. Uh, and I who, think the, the group of wide receivers higher... that are left is, is definitely worth it. So with Zach having four picks in the last eight, seven or whatever. So Well, um, I expect him to clean house at wide receiver minus like three or four guys. So he'll have like four picks or so. to. I have him taking wide receiver with three of the last four picks that he has. All right. So at, uh, Mark at 3-5, I have him taking tight end Irv Smith, Minnesota. Yeah. Because he hasn't gone off the board in my, in my mind. I yet. had Irv Smith going 3-1 to Rob, so I just gave a wide receiver to Mark. Uh, Riley really was the next best receiver, um, you know, plus he's on the Bears. So uh, I kind of factored that in a little bit because I believe he has Anthony Miller still. So that's just kind of my logic used earlier with the Titans and Niners. Uh, you know, he's going to have two Bears receivers, you know, double your odds of uh hopefully one of them is really good yeah because like alan robinson is obviously their best but but they don't had, have anybody that's like he had such a under star. underwhelming season i would still credit that to coming off of the major injury uh so hopefully his legs come under him and he improves but it's not like he was far and away the guy on that offense all right three six Rob, or no, Zach. Zach. I have him taking wide receiver, Kelvin Harmon, Washington. Uh, I had him taking a running back. Uh, The Patriots drafted a running back in the, I believe, third round from Alabama, Damian Harris. 
Uh, he has Sony Michelle already, so it's just a handcuff situation. Uh, it's what couple, two, three dollars. So regardless of what it is, it's going to be five dollars next year. If he has to practice squad him, I would just keep him on my active roster as like the sixth running back that you're going to keep active. Um, just in case, uh, you know, there's an injury to, uh, Sony Michelle. Um, that's just my thinking of it. You know, we're, uh, we're allowed up to eight running backs. I think handcuffing a guy just makes sense. You're all but guaranteed, uh, a certain level of production at that point. Like you're just raising your floor. So, um, plus it's not like, you know, it's the end of the draft. There's no slam dunks that are left or nothing. So might as well. Get some assurances for your team. Uh, three seven Ryan. I have him selecting a running back, Alexander Matson, Minnesota, for the exact reason you were just talking about. But oh yeah, I mine is because he just acquired <coughs> uh Cook. And yeah, I completely had it backwards. This would make sense for him to take this running back as a handcuff because Cook, in his limited NFL career, has been mostly injured. And as much as I love Cook, I think in this situation, it makes perfect sense to handcuff Cook because he's an injury risk. And... Injuries is what's fucked Ryan in the past. So when I was doing picking up a guy for next to no money, I believe this guy cost two dollars right here. Yeah. When I was doing this, I completely forgot that Ryan had uh, Delvin Cook because I remember thinking about that like, all right, you know, this guy's still here. Then I remember thinking, oh, Sean has him because I forgot Sean traded him. So, yeah, I had him taking a wide receiver. Next best available is Deontay Johnson. So um, I would actually change it and for the exact reasoning, just handcuff. It's a $2 guy. Um, handcuff your one of your starters who at this point is going to be his flex spot as Dalvin Cook. It still, in my opinion, would make sense to get the backup for this guy because it is one of your starters and on top of it, it's one of your injury-prone starters. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would change mine um, to Madison. But uh, next pick at 3-8 is Zach again. Uh, I gave the next best receiver, which if I were to change the previous pick, he would be getting Deontay Johnson. But the oh, way, agreed. The Deontay way, Johnson, wide receiver, But the Pittsburgh. way mine went... I Terry McLaurin's still available, as is Kelvin Harmon. So I think as long as he thinks Jake doesn't take one of them, to take one here, say it's McLaurin, and then, you know, just hope um, uh, Harmon doesn't go to the next pick. He can double down on both of them. You know, there's a, ch- you know, like we were saying before, the, the chances of just getting two on the same team that one of them is going to be good so um uh i hadn't taken deontay johnson because pittsburgh drafts pit uh wide receivers well and yeah um he was the next best wide receiver on my board but at three nine jake 
I have him selecting quarterback Will Greer, Carolina. Yeah, I think this is the worst case scenario for Jake, given yeah, uh, he, he was looking to, to do a bigger splash at his fourth quarterback spot. But he does back up his injury prone starting number one starting quarterback, Cam Newton. But so you would for sure be using up one of your active roster spots for him then. For one, he's only gonna cost you a dollar. So saving the money in the practice squad that's not there. Oh yeah. I'd most and, definitely be trying to trade and Marcus any, Mariota and if for you're doing sandwiches. It, um if you're doing this because of the, the injury history of Cam, you're gonna want him available for any week. So having him sit out till week seven could potentially hurt you if Cam gets hurt. Ideally what two. I'm doing if I'm Jake is I have Cam Newton and Garoppolo as my starting quarterbacks. Yeah, which he should. And, and then, then I have Will I Greer as my third quarterback as my backup to Cam, but Marcus Mariota. But Garoppolo's also coming off an injury, so it's not but, like. But he's younger by not much, but by a little. Yeah, but and, with injury risk. Yeah, but then I would try to trade Marcus Mariota. And I would go to get after, another to get another quarterback. Yeah, so I can uh, go after another quarterback in free agency. I wouldn't. I wouldn't rule out taking Will Greer at three nine. It makes sense to a point. Um, I think for him, given that he doesn't need a wide receiver, I think he should take one at three nine. I had him taking um, Terry McLaurin, but in this scenario, it would be Deontay Johnson. Because uh, I would have Zach trying to double up on the Redskins guys. You know, he can throw on a practice squad. He doesn't need them or keep him active just because he's so cheap. And in a couple of years, if he takes, like, he could potentially take over a spot. Like, because T.Y. Hilton's, I want to say, 29. So, like, he's, you know, in a couple more years, he's going to be still. T.Y. Hilton's down. like 31. I thought he was 29. No, he's old. I don't believe that at all. I'm going to need to fact check Look this. it up. This is according to a podcast I listened to earlier. They have could have, of course, been embellishing, but... I would have to assume so. T.Y. Hilton is currently 29 years old. Turns 30 in November. All right, so he'll be but 30 But even with that, like, by the time practice squad gets done in three years, he's going to be... Um, 32 so i would have to assume his especially at his limited size and reliance on speed that it's gonna move down like his productivity should probably be decreasing at a a faster rate than most receivers or i guess more so than other ones so by the time that comes around deontay johnson might be good or whatever receiver he ends up taking um you know, it's a fifth. It's a developmental guy, basically, and it's the twenty ninth pick. And I don't know why I'm thinking about it that that hard. At three ten, Zach. Uh, I have him selecting wide receiver Riley Ridley. Uh, I originally had Miles Boykins, but with adding Madison a couple picks earlier, uh, he would just be taking the other Redskins receiver, whether it's Harmon or McLaurin, whoever he, whoever I don't have him taken. Two picks earlier, he takes the other one. Like I said, double down. Um, you know, he's going to have a stud quarterback throwing him the ball, so 
All right. So uh, if any trades happen, we'll talk about that next time. Other than that, peace out, and we'll uh, figure out something to talk about next time.